This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Tuesday, November 30th, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us. Also joining us is National Recruiting Analyst Greg Biggins. And Greg, we both had similarly very easygoing weekends. Nothing really happened out West or out here in Southern California. Have you heard of anything going down? No, nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing, you know, I, man. I it's been, it's a, been slow out here. I, was, I thought it was be a peaceful, relaxing Sunday was at lunch with the family. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm just going to go home, maybe write a little, you know, recap of Servite versus modern day. And then, yeah, all of a sudden all heck broke loose. Literally heck broke loose. I I also was out running errands. We're doing a little remodel, so excuse excuse the the dust or pardon the the noise if you hear anything. But we're also kind of doing some restructuring out here, and uh, we're not the only ones. Uh, USC lands Lincoln Riley, and I think when we talk about recruiting and the impact that this could have, I mean, we already saw it right on Sunday. You saw a handful of prospects decommit from Oklahoma, including five-star quarterback Malachi Nelson, who's just so happens to be a Southern California prospect. Los Alamitos, you've seen him a handful of times. You spoke to him afterward, and you spoke to a number of recruits. What's the overall or the overarching kind of sentiment or or feeling from some of these prospects, knowing that USC now has a, a coach like, like Lincoln Riley uh, at the helm? It's a home run, walk off. Can't think of a, another analogy. Baseball, Max Scherzer's in my head right now. But like, I just felt like it was such a, a huge hire and just completely out of nowhere where you didn't even hear his name ever mentioned with USC. So phenomenal job of kind of keeping that one under the wraps. And, you know, start off with Malachi. Obviously, the quote he kept saying was, and he kept saying, no disrespect to Norman, Oklahoma, but I committed to Lincoln Riley. You know, that's who I committed to. And it was pretty evident and obvious from talking to him and from probably reading the different stories that, you know, USC is obviously the team to beat. That was actually the school that he and his teammate, Makai Lemon, both grew up more so for Makai even. They both grew up rooting for USC. Malachi was a big USC lean. And right now, I, I think, you know, he's kind of thinking, hey, nothing's changed for me. I'm Now I get to potentially play for Lincoln without having to leave home. It's still the, the best of both worlds for me. So I, I think Malachi, Makai Lemon, Relique Brown, so many other you know, players, CJ Williams was talking really glowingly about, you know, Lincoln Riley. Ironically, he said he never had an offer from Oklahoma. So he wasn't sure what that was about. It's something that he's going to ask him about. They're going to come in for a home visit this week. But obviously, USC needs receivers. Kevin Coleman is a guy who I think Alan True has been talking about 
already being a, a USC lean and, you know, obviously Lincoln can recruit nationally, but CJ's a local guy, had a really good senior season. So I'm sure that he is going to be a guy that Lincoln's going to want. At least I'm assuming that he's still committed to Notre Dame, but I think he is kind of intrigued by USC and, and Lincoln Riley. So, you know, Damani Jackson, you know, I, I got him while he was kind of on that Michigan buzz still, but his first response was, you know, great hire, didn't expect it. He goes, he's, you know, a great offensive coach, don't know much about him defensively. I got the sense from Damani that he's still probably leaning toward Alabama. I'm a Michigan more so than USC, but he, he'll definitely take a phone call and listen to them. I had talked to Tetaro McMillan, T-Mac. Uh, he told me he's still locked in with Oregon, you know, and, and with him, I, I think that's, you know, he, he he speaks pretty plainly. There's no waffling. It's like, no, I'm going to Oregon. I'm, I'm, I'm all set. So uh, Hero Canoe, another kid I spoke with, you know, Oklahoma was one of his trips that he took. And he said Lincoln Riley was probably the most personable head coach that he, that he talked with. He was the only head coach on his unofficial that he took in June. It actually was the first guy to greet him. You know, usually you kind of meet, you know, one of the football assistants or um, a staff guy. It was Lincoln Riley meeting his family in the parking lot on his unofficial back in June. And so he, he loves Lincoln. I think right now, Ohio State leads for a hero, but shoot, right now you never know, right? You, you never know what can happen. So I, I'm fascinated by the hire. I'm really curious to see who he keeps on that support staff. If any, you know, coaches on the staff right now, does he want to keep the support staff, believe it or not? I know Coach Helton got a lot of a lot of negative talk, but I he actually made some pretty solid support staff hires over the last couple of years. You know, Marshall Charrington's a guy that we know really well. I think he did a great job. Mondo Hawkins, Spencer Harris, you know, we all love Michael Hutchins. Hilton actually made some pretty solid hires in that support staff over the last couple of years. And so I, I, I like to see them him keep some of those guys just for the continuity of recruiting. But I could definitely see Lincoln coming in, kind of cleaning the house. Uh, you know, he is a recruiter and he's going to bring in a recruiter. So there's no real need to keep guys just for the sake of recruiting. He's going to to do that and you're already seeing the results just from his hire he's on the verge of flipping three or four guys that's just by his name alone so uh, i think it's exciting for you know everyone if you're a trojan fan or if you're just a, f- a fan of pac-12 football it, i think it's a great hire for sure i do think it's gonna allow sc to get back into the conversation or get back into the mix with some of these players that had already you know made the Trojans a a bit of an afterthought in their recruitment. And there were still some that had USC really high on their list, despite all the shortcomings, right? I'm thinking about a player like Zion Branch, the elite safety from Bishop Gorman in Vegas, who actually took an official visit to Oklahoma during the during the summer and has a really good relationship with Lincoln Riley. But it, it seemed like he was down to an Ohio State or a USC and heading into the early signing period when he's going to put ink to paper. Now you wonder, all right, how does that relationship with a Lincoln Riley that he already had at Oklahoma and he already visited and has that familiarity, does that give USC an edge? And what does that mean for his brother, Zachariah, top 100 receiver, also from Bishop Borman and one of the better players, more, more electric playmakers in the 2023 class who you know also could now be leaning towards USC. It's going to be, like you mentioned, the word fascinating just comes to mind because this creates so many different ripple effects across the West Coast. Um, And it's obviously already affecting Oklahoma. It's going to affect how SEC programs are able to recruit the West Coast. This, I think, as much as it hurts programs up and down the West Coast, right? The the Washingtons, the Oregons, the Utahs, the, the UCLA's, schools like that that are trying to recruit against USC. I think it's also going to help them in a way because it's going to allow this conference to have a little bit more legitimacy. 100%. And people have always, right now, Oregon is probably the flagship program for the Pac-12. They've won the last few 
recruiting titles. They've won the Pac-12 numerous times. It's a hot program. Mario Cristobal does a great job. But I, I think most people, you know, historically, maybe this is me just being too traditional and historical, but I think most people associate, you know, Pac-10 slash Pac-12 football, we you know, with USC as your flagship. Uh, they've always been that school that kind of has that national brand, that national name recognition. And like you said, I, I think it does elevate the rest of the conference. Now, if you are in that conference, man, you need to keep up. You need to do some things, whether you add more personnel staff, maybe it makes some schools, you know, want to bring in, you know, coaches, whether it be a coordinator, whether it be a shoot, whether it be a head coach, right? You got to compete. And I think Lincoln Riley, man, he, he makes you, if you're one of those programs, you know, you, you can't mess around, you know, you, you got to really get after it with, you know, with how you go about doing, you know, doing your business. And so I, I, I think Lincoln is, again, one thing I would caution is, and I think he gets this, you know, I've been saying this for a long time. You can't just only recruit Southern California talent. Yeah, I think he's going to come in and do a great job with SoCal. And like I said, we've already named guys like Makai Lemon, Malachi Nelson, really Brown, but the lack of linemen out this way, specifically offensive tackles, offensive guards and D tackles has been lacking for the last four or five years. So I think that's another benefit of Lincoln is he's a national guy who has been recruiting nationally to get kids to Oklahoma. Uh, so you're going to need to continue to do that if you want to build up, you know, USC. It's not just going to be relying on some of the California talent skill guys, sure. But you need to go outside your region to build up linemen. But like you said, man, I, I'm, I'm super curious. I, I like the word fascinating. Uh, I think it's going to be fun to, to see what he does. And I think it's a perfect combination of a guy who's both understands the culture that needs to be changed, understands, you know, how to win in a, an exciting L.A. way. Right. If you're in the L.A. market, it's you can't just win games ugly. He, he's no, gonna you got to be sexy. A little bit, right? You got to be, you know, the the Ben Hallen Final Four UCLA teams, even though they were going to Final Fours, people were still complaining about it. You got to win kind of with a little more, you know, style and sizzle. He's going to bring that with that offense. Uh, Defensively, you know, they got to bring it on that side of the ball as well, right? If there was a knock, even talking, like I said, talking to Damani, he was like, I don't, a great offensive coach. I don't know much about the defense. So they're going to need to kind of maybe step up that side of the ball. But I, I think he is going to put everything in place from a recruiting standpoint, from a locker room culture standpoint, from a staff hire standpoint, all that's going to be in place for them to win big, I would say probably pretty quickly. Greg, you know, they're going to have to battle against the Shohei Otanis and Mike Trouts and, and Rendones for those headlines, right? So they got to play a little bit of attractive football and and, and be a little sexy there, I would think, right? To, to steal the headlines away from your angels. I like um, that. I like that you use that. We're, not, we're not even done yet, Blair. We got we're, we got a not. pictures. No, you got Thor no. coming in. Thor is coming in. All jokes aside, though, Blair, I mean, that I think that's what was so captivating about the Pete Carroll teams was wasn't just that they won. It was they won with a style that we had not seen before in Southern California, man. They, they were so, you know, Matt Leiter, Reggie Bush. For years, you and I talked to kids who said, hey, why do you like USC? Matt grew up watching Reggie Bush, Matt Leiter. And you're talking to a kid and you're saying, man, you're like one years old when they were playing at USC. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I watched their YouTube videos. I watched their huddles. You know, my, my, aunt, my aunt, my uncle, my mom and dad, they were USC fans. That's when... I'll admit, you know, being a, a SoCal guy, our, our fan bases out here aren't 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 the best, right? If the Rams, if the Angels, Lakers, Kings, if our teams aren't winning, no one cares. And that goes for our football, our college football, basketball teams. But when our teams are winning, I, I think, you know, what you see is is just an unbelievable amount of support and an electric atmosphere, whether it be USC football, UCLA basketball, Lakers, LA Kings, man, it doesn't matter. Dodgers obviously always going to sell out. But like, so I, I think that's another another thing, you know, some of the other coaches that were being mentioned, not going to name names, but, you know, 
maybe not the sexy hire, maybe good football coaches who I I, I did like because I think they need to bring in toughness. I think that's the one thing that USC has lacked. Toughness, physicality, grit. Again, that kind of starts with the locker room culture. And I think Riley can clean that up a little bit with, with the staff. He's going to be, be able to bring in. It's going to, like I said, he's going to win quick, but it won't be next year. I think it's going to be a rebuild just because of linemen. I think they still need to really uh, upgrade offensive and defensive lines. You win in the trenches, but I think he's going to bring a style of play that is going to be very attractive, not just for players, but I think it's going to, you know, again, bring a lot of attention to USC slash the Pac-12. And that's good for the whole entire conference, I think. You bring up a very good point in, in that we know you USC is going to be able to attract the the skill position, right? They, they've been doing it at quarterback for decades, uh, and even recently, you know, they had guys like JT Daniels in the fold. Bryce Young had already committed to them as well. You look at what they just did in this previous class with, with a with a Jackson Dart who is showing terrific signs as a true freshman, uh, four star quarterback Miller Moss. Uh, you know they hit you know pretty well on Keaton Slovis who's from the state of Arizona. You know so I think they know that at quarterback they're going to be fine. And you know going back to a point you made earlier about Malachi Nelson does sound like. You know, USC is going to be the, the team to beat as he moves forward in his recruitment. But I, I think the big point of emphasis for Lincoln Riley as he tries to close fast here heading into the early signing period. But I, I think the focus should solely be on really getting things started on in the 23 class, because that's going to be his true class. That's going to be the first real year where we're going to be able to judge what he's able to do as a recruiter in Los Angeles. And I mean, this this comes, what, five, six months until official visits start to take place in that 2023 class. So he, he's got to hit the ground running. And I would expect him to try to get in some early commitments, get that momentum building, have some big junior day events. You know, you think about what they were doing at Oklahoma with the Champion Barbecue, uh, the alumni events, bringing in recruits on big weekends. I think USC needs to move towards that and start building that buzz, start saying that they're going to change the culture. And that's how you attract the big linemen, right? Like if you start getting a quarterback here and and a receiver here and you start building that buzz and you start to recruit some of these big guys, the defensive tackles that you mentioned, the big offensive guards from out of state, from Texas, from the South, from wherever Lincoln Riley has those ties. I think that's how you start to build from within and build that foundation. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I guarantee you they will do that. You know, I think one thing with Lincoln Riley is he's a young head coach, but he gets recruiting. And you look at what he did at Oklahoma, and he is a very active head coach. You know, I'm not going to put him up there right now with a, you know, a Nick Saban slash Urban Meyer. Uh, those are probably two, Pete Carroll, probably the three best maybe of all time. But I think Lincoln Riley has that reputation of being very hands-on, very aggressive. He's going to do all kinds of things, I think, similar to what he did in, in Oklahoma. And, and they were already doing it at USC. That's that's the one thing, you know, about that support step I was mentioning. You know, they actually did a good job of getting guys on campus, getting guys excited. Um, wasn't always maybe the right guys. And the, the approach maybe wasn't always the right approach for me. Um, sometimes I got a, a sense of a little too much more style versus substance. And so when you do that, you attract kids that are about style versus substance. So I think you got to make sure you target the right guys, target guys that enjoy football more than they like being recruited. I think Lincoln will do that. I think his staff will get that. But talking to Malachi Nelson, he was already, his phone was already blowing up. And some of the names, I'm not going to mention, but some of the names of guys that were already reaching out to him about USC were, were pretty big time names. And another thing I didn't mention before, and 
I don't mean to hammer West Coast kids, but I'm going to say it again. You know, just I said that there's a lack of linemen out here, but the transfer portal is a beautiful thing. And if I'm USC, you mentioned hitting 2023 hard, and I would agree, but I would also hit that portal hard. And I'm looking to bring in multiple guys. I want to bring in at least three or four O linemen, at least three or four D linemen, some big time D tackles. Give me some guys that have some game experience, um, you know, guys that w- with some toughness guys that, you know, want to compete at a high level, guys that are just kind of play mean and angry and nasty and, you know, not, not dirty, but a little bit of a chip. Uh, I want those guys on my offensive line and my defensive line. Don't see them right now in, in SoCal. We, we got guys like Ernest Green and Hero Canoe who are elite. Uh, but after that, you know, there's always that one or two elite guys, but then there's a big drop off. So that portal, I think you use that for linemen, use 2023 to get that ball rolling. And all of a sudden, uh, now I think you got you got something pretty special going on. Yeah, you win some games and all you really need at USC is to start building the momentum and the recruits will follow. So it's going to be really fascinating to monitor and, and, and to continue to track this as, as the thing develops, as that staff continues to build. And as we make that charge towards the early signing period in mid-December, Greg, it's been a I pleasure. Gonna, I thought you were almost going to quote the great Cal State Fullerton Titan and philosopher known as Kevin Costner right there, Blair, with a little, <laughs> if you build it, they will come. And, I uh, have I have been Yellow watching I've, I have been watching a little Kevin Costner action on on Yellowstone. That is a great show, and that is a great actor. And obviously, he learned everything he knows from being a Titan. And it's a small group of us, but uh, hey, he's a legend because of that Titan background and pedigree. Harvard of the West, Blair. That's what we refer to ourselves. Kevin Costner is part of that Harvard of the West fraternity. God bless that man. I mean, some might say that Lincoln Riley is is lucky that Cal State Fullerton does not have a football program. I wouldn't say he's, you know, he'd probably be coaching Cal State Fullerton if we had a football <laughs> program. So we can go that route if you want to go that route. I do want to go that route. That, that'd be fantastic. Greg, always fun to, to catch up with you and can't wait to do it again. Always. Sounds good. Thanks, Blair. All right. That is Greg Biggins, National Recruiting Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at Greg Biggins for all the latest on USC, Lincoln Riley, Recruit Reaction, and everything up and down the West Coast. If you like the show, please help us out. Give us those five stars. Subscribe and leave a review. Remember, stay locked into 247sports.com for all the latest buzz and breaking news as we charge towards that early signing period in mid-December. For Greg Biggins and our super producer, Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to the 247 Sports Football recruiting podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.